I just want to take a couple of minutes to talk about one of the sponsors of our podcast, and that is 503 Sports. 503 Sports is a site very well known for their throwback merchandise for a multitude of leagues, whether it be, for example, the World League of American Football, the World Football League, or in our case, the Arena Football League. I mean, if you're looking for any type of throwback merchandise from those teams that don't exist anymore, whether it be shirts, caps, customizable jerseys that you can get your own name and number, Detroit Drive, San Jose Sabercats, what? They're the place that has them. And just for our listeners of the podcast, they have a special offer just for you. If you use the promo code ARENAFAN, when you check out, you'll get 10% off your very first order. So head over to 503-sports.com, use the promo code ARENAFAN, get 10% off, and you want to thank them for being a sponsor of AFL Tonight. And welcome to AFL Tonight, ArenaFan.com's weekly look at everything arena football. I am your host, Tim Capper, along with the solo John Stark. What's up? Yo, what's up? What's up, everyone? What's going on, Tim? Not much, man. Not much. Uh, as we mentioned last week, Ben will not be with us this, uh, with us this week. Um, shout out to Ben. Hey, Ben. How are you? We know you're having fun in, is he in Chi-Town? Yeah, he's in Ch- Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Chicago um I, I you know what it's funny the week that he goes away and does something it always seems to be the uh, a weird week for the arena football league and yeah i would i would pretty well categorize this uh, this past week as a, a weird week hey eh, john <laughs> yeah there's definitely some strange strange things that i think it's an understatement <laughs> <laughs> yeah some strange things went on this week um before we get to that though i know that you um uh you had your had the option uh, the sorry you had the uh uh the chance to uh, be a photographer other than for yourself this past weekend weren't you yes i was actually uh good news for for me was that I'm now doing additional photography work for the league and the Atlantic City Blackjacks. Yeah. So I was I was up in Atlantic City this past weekend for the week five games, and I'm actually going to be headed back there again this coming weekend for week six. Nice. I think the emails just go ahead and put you up at the Tropicana, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or that or the ocean either either yeah, way the, the oceans we were when i was there man did you did you, did you and ben have a chance to to check out any, any of the any of the uh hotels while we were there because i know it was, it was really just a business trip so to speak when we were there a couple of weeks back but did you have a chance to to check out any of the or had you seen them before i had seen them before but ben wasn't there oh yeah that's right yeah, <laughs> but but I had seen them before. It was there the week late, the week the two weeks later. That's what it was. Two weeks later in Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> but they're nice, dude. I mean, I thought it was even funnier. We went to the. I think I mentioned this before. I went to the DraftKings book. Uh, uh, to the sports book. Sports book. Yeah, there's actually a yeah. DraftKings sports book. So I thought that was pretty. That was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, congrats, man. I mean, it's uh, you know everybody loves seeing your pictures. Uh, you know, head over to. Either John's page is that, is that is that is it the John Stark or just John Stark? It's the John Stark dot com, yeah. or on, over on Arena Fan too, and uh, uh, our Facebook page, and get John a little bit of love because there are there are more more than just fans who really love, love his pictures. Just look at all the all the fans and the uh, uh, the players that uh, uh, like and retweet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, speaking of retweeting and liking, 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 well, we got to talk about something fun before we get to the. Uh, to the recaps this week because recaps i think are going to just go a little bit longer this week than normal because of what happened um uh, for the second time this year um atlantic city kicker mark lewis sent out a uh social media uh post of him doing one of those uh what are they called? They're called uh, Dude Perfect. What are, what are they called on, on on YouTube? They're called something like that. I think it's Dude Perfect. They're called. Yeah, I think it was Dude Perfect. Yeah, but yeah. He's doing a trick shot. Yeah, he's doing some trick yeah. shots. And the first one was kicking a field goal from the upper deck. And that was in that was in Albany. Was that Albany? No, no. Who was it? 
No, I think no. Adrian Trevino posted Adrian that. Oh, we're having a we're having oh doing we're having kickers. a war right, and then Craig Peterson from the Columbus Destroyers answered back about two weeks ago. Yeah, from the second deck. Yeah, and now Mark Lewis did something entirely next level. <laughs> it was it was a dude. Perfect. I have to go back and check the one from 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 the uh, for the uh, Peterson's kick. I, I totally missed that one. I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, from the upper deck, if anybody who's been or seen the, you know, the, the board at boardwalk hall, it's where the big American flag is, um, from there, uh, from not a T, but from a, what, what do they call those, John? They're, they're not T's, but they're, they're, they're kicking. You know what I'm talking about? They, I do know. I, I, I do know. know but I can't think of it. It's like a placeholder yeah, though. Yeah. But from the upper deck into a basketball net. And it was like from two to, and he, he, they had this thing set up perfectly because they used two different angles. So they set this camera stuff up knowing that he was going to do this until he made this. Maybe right. It was, maybe it was his first try. We don't know. We were, we were trying to get him on, on the show for tonight to see what he, uh, to hear about this and the, the new dueling kickers thing. But what, <laughs> that, that's the type of viral stuff that we need for this league. That stuff was absolutely perfect. Yeah. It's so much fun to watch. I mean, it's, if anybody hadn't seen it, we retweeted it. Uh, Facebook, uh, I think it's also on, on, on Instagram, but absolutely mind-blowing how, how these kickers are able to do this stuff. And I don't care how many times you try it. If you make it once, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. You're, you're still not at 0%, so um, <laughs> that, that, I think that's the main thing. Um, so I'm, which kicker's next, John? Who's next in the, uh, in the roulette of dueling kickers? Well, who do we have? We've got Pat Clark. Mm-hmm. And we would have Kenny Spencer. Mm. And I guess now we have T.C. Stevens, Stevens since he's back in Baltimore. Yep. And that would that would round out the current six. Yeah. So who's next? Challenge. Challenge. Um, yeah. So as we mentioned, there were some very interesting games this week. Um, I think we will talk about the uh, uh, the first game that was on the docket on Saturday uh, the Columbus Destroyers were literally this close to securing their first win uh, since 2008. And um, Washington basically does a uh, almost a, you know, they, they close walk off last week, but they basically did a walk off this week by knocking off uh, the, uh, the the Destroyers 29-27. Um, it was... I said there's so much to talk about in this game, but for, let's get to the stats here. Arvell Nelson was 18 of 35, 214, 2 and 1. Uh, leading receiver was uh, Desmond Epps. He had uh, 60, excuse me, uh, sorry, Josh Reese had 76 yards. Uh, J- uh, Jared Dangerfield had nine receptions. Uh, the touchdown leader was Doug McNeil. He's the one who scored that walk off touchdown. And how did he? Uh, how did he celebrate? Well, he walked into the uh, locker room. It was <laughs> yeah. He literally jumped over the boards and walked yeah, off. <laughs> it was yeah. It, it was perfect. Uh, Arvell Nelson, eleven rushes, twenty-one yards, and a touchdown um, for Columbus. Grant Russell, twenty of twenty-seven, one seventy-three, three and one. Leading receiver for the uh, for the Destroyers was Julian Lowe. Uh, he had seven receptions for fifty-six yards. Uh, Fabian Guerra uh, continues his hot streak, uh, 47 yards on five catches with two TDs, and Tony Stevens also had a touchdown. Uh, one of the huge things that happened, and we don't know what's happened, because I don't think we've seen any updates yet, is Jensen Stoshak went off with an injury. Um, and we haven't heard anything since, because uh, I think we saw it happen, but then I think they mentioned it during the broadcast. But other than that, we've not heard anything else or seen anything on the reports yet, have we? No, we haven't, and I haven't even seen anyone, any team, any player, anyone post anything about it. So, um, so I, I think you know, just to, uh, so much to go in this game. I mean, um, I, I think really what sets this game apart, John, is I'm trying to remember the last time in Arena Football League history where a, ki- sorry, where a quarterback is perfect at halftime. You know, um, you know, Grant Russell was twelve for twelve. And then he and he still loses this game. You don't expect that. I think he went he went uh, he went eight for fifteen, eight for fifteen in the second half. 
and I'm just trying to remember that, that I mean you're perfect and then you lose. I think it's just the way this team lost the game. I mean, as a, as a as a Valor, I know you're happy as as a Valor fan, um, but what were your what were your thoughts from what you saw near the end of the game and stuff like that? I, I mean, I think they just couldn't finish. Uh, their defense did everything they could. Yeah. You know, I mean, their Columbus's defense had a surprising game, and I mean, it really shows Arvell Nelson's stats. He was under duress the entire time. Mm-hmm. He just roughly what like 50 percent 52 percent completion rate this game yeah it's not just over 50 just over yeah 50. yeah not his best not his best game this season it's just it's just too bad that columbus somehow fizzled out towards the end and lost. i guess washington's defense really stepped up there but well, we had alvin ray jackson i think he was uh defensive player of the week correct yeah uh, yes yes he was yeah, so yeah, there's a reason for that. He had that interception that really, really doesn't help Grant Russell's cause. No, and and again, and I know it was. I know if you somebody had posted the uh, the post game um, press conference from Coach Sock, and I think he mentioned it this week on the Battle Stations pod. Also, it's that you know uh, Russell is the type of quarterback who was a, a, a he was a shotgun. I, I know we keep going back to this. I think it's a couple times we said this, but he's a shotgun. He was a shotgun quarterback in college, and he's learning to do it under center. Um, uh, the The amount of fumbles that he's had from center so far have really have cost him the game, and really this last one cost him the game um, because you know you can't get the ball out. Uh, your your offense is not helping. It also doesn't help too, by the way, John, that your that your offensive line steps on your quarterback four times. It was four times in the game that they that they literally stepped on him. As he was, yeah, as, as he good. was backing, that's that, that's bad, and I think that happened on the uh, that happened on the safety too. So um, it, it's it's just so frustrating because you know that fumble itself. I mean, when you you guys, as you said, Washington was doing a you know Columbus was doing an amazing job on Washington, you know. But then again, you only score six points in the second half. You score six points in the second half. Uh, right before you're leading, you, you just stop them on fourth down because they had to go to a replay uh, to just to determine if uh, DC had gotten in or not. And I think both of you and I knew that he had not gotten in. Um, there was no evidence. There's no evidence and no no camera angle for them to to, to verify. Um, but then they give up the safety, and then they score the touchdown to walk off. Without that safety, you Washington would had to have gone for two to win the game. Yeah, it just seems that I mean. They were leading the entire game up into that point, up into that walk-off touchdown. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's also mind-boggling how this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not the lowest-scoring game of the season? Uh, I think, yes, I think it is. 50, yeah. 56 points? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rough. I'm trying to remember the last time. I, w- I was going back into our records to see when we had. I actually didn't. Ch- I was checking for the lowest, uh, the lowest scoring scored points by a team that won. But that was that was back in uh, the Albany Firebirds days. I think they they won with a, 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 a I think it was 16, 16 points. By the way, um, but yeah, that's. I'm just trying to check these things here too. To you did tell me a points per game through week. Oh, oh I'll five. Be, yeah, I'll bring that up. After yeah, we, after we finish, that's 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 another thing I want to talk about too. Uh, least uh, total points, least least what is it? Largest victory now? Uh, no, no, most combined points, least combined points. Uh, it, it it doesn't fall into the top the top twenty. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fall into the top twenty. So. Um, yeah, what it's uh, just going for? I mean, I'm sure this was demoralizing. It's probably the, the most demoralizing loss of the year for Columbus. I mean, they they've been getting better. Russell has been getting better, but there's just still enough that that he's it's just not working. Uh, I don't think they'll make a change. I think Russell is a good quarterback. It's just a matter of they need to do something. And and I know they have a they got they got an interesting matchup this week, but we'll we'll be talking about that a little bit later. Um, what does what does Washington? think after this game though john considering that they were held to 29 you know, i say that held to 29 points even though they got the win um and it was columbus who held them to this few points what is what does coach benji take away from this game and what does he need to do to improve is it a necessary improvement or were they playing to the level they had to play at with columbus 
I mean, obviously Columbus did a great job defensively, mm-hmm. but Washington has been able to put up more points against higher scoring offenses this season already. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's and it, and it's it's and also it, Washington's first time out out to Ohio, and you yeah. know it's a it's a long trip too. I think it's I don't know. Isn't the last two games that Arvell really has been? He's been controlled. All uh, uh, it's and this that got this week coming into they're they're going into Albany should be interesting. Um, I I don't know. I I feel bad. I mean I, I know we know there's a slight tick drop in the uh, in the actual uh, attendance, but that that that's you know that's bound to happen. That's bound to happen. So um, it, it can all. I hope it gets better. They need they need a win. Yeah, at least to be still within the the playoff race because as of right now they are they're, they're two games out is it three two games out I'm trying to think of the teams that are ahead da, da, da. I think they're yeah they're two games out of a playoff spot at least being in in contention yeah in contention in contention so uh second game of the week uh, Albany traveled to Atlantic City to finish off their road trip um this is the game that you were at um. Albany, after a after being down by one at halftime, Albany took control of the game by outscoring Atlantic City in the third quarter, fourteen nothing, uh, and also getting a uh, was it a fumble return for touchdown or a pick six? I'm trying to check a uh, net recovery, a net recovery uh, to knock off Atlantic City and break their two game winning streak at home, fifty four thirty five. Uh, Tommy Grady again, monster game, 24 31, 228, 5 and 0. Leading receiver was Kale Surprise. Malachi Jones, 12 receptions, 106 yards, three touchdowns. Also, Quentin Sims finally seemed to break out of his shell. Uh, six receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Terrence Moore had a touchdown. Um, and uh, Michael Benson had 18 yards and one rushing touchdown. For Atlantic City, Randy Hippert, 24 of 32, 246, 4 and 0. Hey, it's nice to see a game, John, with no interceptions whatsoever. Yep. Um, Kendrick Ings, uh, another great game, 11 receptions, 106 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Rashad still uh, had, a, 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 excuse me, a receiving touchdown for the Black Jacks. Um, what was your thought from what you saw, uh, being in person at this game? Man, this game was fun. Uh, I, I don't even know all offense. Most of the game, just all cylinders firing like touchdown, touchdown. And while all this is happening, I'm hustling my butt off running from end zone to end zone through the tunnels. I'm able to get all these pictures of all these touchdowns that we see on, on, on the scoring summary. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. Um, I think that, Atlantic City probably played their best game of the season so far, and I still think they could have could have played better. There was a, I want to say almost uh, an injury with Randy Hippert. Yeah. If you saw, you know he uh, he got rolled over and came up limping on his leg and just didn't seem like himself for the rest of the game necessarily. And then there was uh, another issue with one of the I guess defensive linemen for. Albany, his last name's Brantley. He ended up on top of Randy Hippard, and there was like some sort of confrontation or suplex yeah, move. Tried, well, he tried to get. I think what happened is that Brantley was standing over uh, over Randy. Yes. and he wanted to get up, and he basically wasn't moving. And Randy was pissed. He was right. pissed. He was just downright pissed. <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, uh, the game kind of went downhill. There was a an issue with a uh, a fumble. Uh, quarterback center exchange i think and they lost the ball there mm-hmm. at the end and then that net recovery uh by Offre in the third really really hurt atlantic city and ings looked bad it just looked like it went directly through ings's arms yeah it did it, it was it was a shock it kind of the way it happened in slow motion even though it was there happening in real time right right it was it was something else, but yeah, the game slipped away from them there at the end of the third, and I don't think they could do much to recover from that at that point. And yeah. then and then at the end of the game, mm-hmm. oh, this is, my this goodness. is why I said at the beginning, recaps are going to be very interesting this week. <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. Um, I I was 
I was watching it and we were getting down under a minute and stuff like that. And, and then all of a sudden I see that the clock just continues running. The commentator, you know, Lou Tilly and said Bonner say absolutely nothing. I think said there's something weird that said thought it was what was was going on, but it didn't make any sense why the uh, why the crew the the crew for uh, for this game uh, did not stop the clock at one at at thirty seconds. I don't know what the hell Ivan Daniels was thinking. He, by the way, is the referee. I don't know what he was thinking. Does he not know the rules? If you're not going to stop it at one minute, what about at 30 seconds? That's what the rule is now. I don't understand. So uh, the clock runs out. Everybody thinks it's over. The broadcast thinks it's over. Then they come back. No, we got it because no, because it's a 30. (laughs) It just gets from goes from the sublime to the ridiculous, doesn't it, John? It absolutely does. And I think that's one of the reasons why there at the end in the fourth quarter, we've got that. Sykes fumble return mm. because it was just a mess for for everyone involved in that game at that point with the with the clock being reset and the game faux ending mm-hmm. two times before it actually did end it, it was yeah because yeah uh, after, after Sykes scored that fumble return um you know as rules dictate as rules dictate in the AFL you have to kick an extra point you have to kick an extra point, no matter if it's at the end of the half or end of the game. You have to kick it. So they had to bring him, think, bring him back for that. And still there were two seconds on the clock. And technically they ended the game there technically with two seconds on the clock, which didn't make any sense. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I know there's got to be better enforcement or cohesion with the rules and enforcing the timing because we've seen so far this season through multiple games that things aren't operating cohesively no i i know and by the way there was another thing that you forgot to mention i think that that was that could easily have turned the tide in this game too just besides the sykes thing and uh and and whatnot for this game um is it was in the third quarter i think it was in the third quarter where um atlantic city was denied a touchdown because a Pass went rolled, rolled, rolled on the top of the sidewalls in the end zone. Yes. I'm making sure I say that on particular that way on purpose. In the end zone. And they call it an incomplete pass. It's it should have been a touchdown. Absolutely, I agree. I, sp- I was on the other end and I, I saw that. Yeah. I was shocked that that was nobody, overturned. Okay. I can understand if a, if a fan touched it. A fan didn't touch the ball. It just rolled in the top in the receiver. I don't remember. I don't know if it was Ings. I don't know. I remember who it was. But I spoke with Coach James. We chatted after the game. He was frustrated. The rule book does not state specifically top. You know, it says anything off the walls and the sideline walls, not the back walls, because you can't go off the back walls. That's incomplete or a dead ball. It's a completed. It's, it's still it's a live ball. Supposedly, I am I am hearing from uh, multiple sources. By the way, John, that Coach James was told was apologized to by the league because of that play. That it should have been a it should have been a completed pass for a touchdown. I mean, sure, it huh? only brings them within you know within twelve, but still. But still, if if that brings them within twelve, and then they get the clock correct at the end of the game. That could possibly bring them within six because now there's not all this confusion and people aren't frustrated and making mistakes. Right. Now, what I don't understand is that because, you know, the game was in Atlantic City. There have been three games in Atlantic City already. Do the clock operator, the clock operators also, do they not know what the rules are? Was it a different clock operator? Uh, I don't you, you know shouldn't, personally, you shouldn't have right? To, you shouldn't have to... You shouldn't have to... If you if you know, if you've been doing it for the first two two home games, you should know for this game that... It should clock should stop at thirty seconds. I mean that this 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 is a a thing just that just goes just more than the t- than the referees. It seems to be everybody in particular in this game that just totally royal and royally screwed up. And it's us who know the game well enough we're able to catch this because I don't know if you heard anybody while you were there um, besides the coaching staff and the players make comments about how the clock did not stop. Did you hear any any of that thing from fans? No, I did not. Okay, I'm sure you heard the the players 
uh, especially on uh, was it Atl- on Atlantic City side? Say something. Oh well, of course, <laughs> but not not during the game where I was at. Oh okay, but. okay, yeah, it just did not make any sense whatsoever. So uh, just go learn the rules. You know, I mean, it, it, there's, what? There's a 30 second difference in between the, the one minute timing rules and the and the current fourth quarter rules that start at 30 seconds. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I know they've changed over the last two or three seasons, but the changes have been similar. Uh, the the time has just been reduced and things have been taken away. It's not like things have been changed drastically. Yeah. Well, changing the one minute rules is drastic enough. Okay, so. I, I know. <laughs> but I, but I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. It's, come on, guys. Just just. Please get it together. Uh, and, and again, I, I'd have to go back and check. But I, I, again, um, I, I didn't check. But I mean, it, this was not Ivan Daniels. I don't think this was his first game. Wouldn't it be funny? I'm just checking. <laughs> you know, I'm checking it. Wouldn't it be funny if he has done all the Atlantic City games? <laughs> uh, he's done all the home games. You know, speaking of Atlantic City, while we're still on it, I'm kind of surprised that Kendrick Ings didn't get Offensive Player of the Week. He and he and Malachi had very similar stats, although Kendrick tacked on an additional 78 kick return yards and a kick return touchdown on top of also having the same 106 yards and three touchdowns. Do you think maybe because he he lost that uh, that kickoff for that net recovery? I I've seen this happen before many times in the AFL. Uh, we have, yeah. Yeah, in the AFL where it's usually been a winning team where the player would come from, but I, I don't know if from, that's changed. Yeah. Um I think if if you have better stats, I mean maybe they felt that maybe felt that, that Malachi was was the cause because you know they why Albany won even though it seemed to be a you know a, a difference of things, but I mean it's you it could have gone to Tommy Grady, you know? That's I true mean, too. right? That would have made more sense, but you can't really, I can't really, I can't really not complain. I mean, but. No, I know. I'm not complaining whatsoever. I'm just curious. That's all. Um, You know what's funny, dude? Out of all the Atlantic City games, the the, the guy who was the, who who was refing, uh, this, this, this was Ivan Daniels' first Atlantic City game. Oh. But I'd have to check. The only other games that I could think of checking would be, uh, would be the, um, would be the Philadelphia games. Well, I mean, the game operations are still the same, regardless of what city or state you're in. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're just you know how close everybody is. They were he was probably just assigned to a game. This may have been his first game. I'm looking at it here. I'm going through the Philadelphia games real quickly here, and it looks like no here. Ivan Daniels did the game between Philadelphia and Washington on May 18th. Okay. Do you not know the rules, dude? You already. Did. <laughs> We should go back and watch that game, watch the last minute of that game and see if there's any, any screw-ups there, too. But then again, that's, probably the clock true. operator stopped the clock. Hmm. First half rules, second half rules. They're different. Speaking of Philly, how about the final game of the week? Speaking of Philadelphia, nice segue. Uh, on Sunday, the Philadelphia Soul uh, traveled to Baltimore to play the Baltimore Brigade um, in a... Uh, a game where Philadelphia is basically trying to get off the snide here, man. They are, you know, they're trying to get back into the winning ways. Baltimore is just trying to prove themselves that they are still a contender. Um, the end up being, by the way, the shortest game of the year, just over two two hours. I think it's two hours, and I think it's at eight minutes. Uh, Baltimore ended up knocking off uh, Philadelphia forty five thirty. It was Philadelphia's. I think it's it was their third straight loss. It was Philadelphia's yes, third it was. straight yep. loss and their first time under 500 since I think it was 2014, which is nuts in itself. When I think I saw that too. Yeah, when you think yeah. Of Philadelphia. Um but uh, uh for, yeah, for Philadelphia, Shane Boyd and I I know this is now come back since in a minute. Shane Boyd was 18 of 28, 164 and uh, excuse me, 160 uh, I'll try this again. <laughs> he was 18 to 28 164 yards four and zero um brandon i, I there really was no leader so to speak i mean brandon collins had the most uh yards that he had 65 but brandon collins milton williams rory nixon and joe hills all had one touchdown 
as of now, Joe Hills has touched down, continued his streak. Uh, he now has 97 consecutive regular season games with a receiving touchdown. It's still mind-boggling. By the way, here's a quick stat if you didn't see it when, when we when we tweeted it. Uh, uh, the second longest current streak in the AFL is Malachi Jones, and he's at 17. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Roy We're going Nick- to have to start watching Fabian Guerrero, too. Yeah, Roy, Roy Nixon and uh, Rodney Austin also had rushing touchdowns for the uh, for the Philadelphia Soul. Dan Radabaugh, 15 of 34, 223 and 0. Darius Prince was a leading receiver, uh, seven receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Lonnie Outlaw, Lonnie Outlaw had one also, one where he just got up and got it. Uh, and Aaron Washa had one, I think this was the touchdown before he left with an injury. Um, Darius Prince also had a rushing touchdown. And I think, John, that was the that was the big difference for Philadelphia. Besides one of the weirdest things, and, and it was... I don't think if any, if you had to look closer because Philadelphia, I mean, they, they were honest about it. They weren't cryptic um, on their uh, tweet when it came to their starting roster. But Money Reynolds was playing at Jack. What the what? Yeah, I don't really understand that decision other than his build. Could they be trying to bring him in slowly? Because I know that later on in the game, he did play at least one series at wide receiver where I think he had a rush and he had, a, he had his one catch. Um, I mean, that's quite possible, but at the same time, they have been pretty hot at wide receiver lately. So it's kind of like, how, how can we work him in here? And like you said, are they bringing him in slowly? Prince, Outlaw, Washa, all three hot receivers. But as we saw, they got a little banged up during this game. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, Lania, I think Lania Law went out with something. We know that Aaron Washa went out. I think it looked like it. Was it ribs? I'm trying, I was trying to remember what if he what he grabbed when he went into the wall. Obviously, if he went probably ribs or, or an arm. Yeah, shoulder maybe. Yeah. Um. But and then we were told at halftime, you know, Coach Dozell said that he was out, and it's funny the uh, the 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 reaction by the sideline reporter who said, "Wait a minute, did you just say Wash is out for the half?" And he said, "Yep." And she was surprised, and I think all all of us were too because it's how it was done, but. Because the coach was just saying it as if it were, as if it were just nonchalant, um, so it looked like they had to make some changes. They did. They really had to make some changes. So, um, I, I have a question for you um, because they're well. Before I get to, to my one point here for the game, um, what's what's your thought? And this was comment was made during the during the broadcast too. Do you think Joe Hills is a hundred percent? Because if you notice the last four weeks, he's not gotten more than two TDs. Really, it's been three weeks of one and two and one week of two. Ever since he was he he what was led to believe it was a I think a hamstring. Do you, does he not seem right? And whether it be in his uh, in how he's doing his routes or are they is it just a combination of they're covering him differently or the, because how low the scoring is? What's what's your thought on Joe Hills? Because I mean, yes, he's continuing in his streak, but he's not being as dominant as he has been in years past. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I mean, you're kind of covering a couple of the bases a few weeks ago. It was it was during the week two game against Philly, I believe. He did tweak his hamstring. And since then, you're right. There, there's been something off about his usage. We'd almost have to go back and look at his usage last year in Albany and compare, see what's going on there. Oh, they were a lot higher. As I said, I mean, he's had before, during his streak, he had many weeks where he only had one receiving touchdown, and it was so few and far between. But now he's had three out of the past four where he's only had one receiving touchdown. So it's it's something. It's maybe I said maybe it. it he's not a hundred percent still because as we know, guys play banged up. Guys play banged up. Sure. So is it maybe it's a combination of something? I don't know because you know as we saw, I think it was last week, first play, Joe Hill's touchdown. But that was, you know, and that was it. And that was it. That was it. So he's not being as dominant. I, I, I just don't know. I really don't know. Um, how does it, now? We haven't heard one of the strangest things, by the way, is Aaron Washer went on league suspension today. That was totally unexpected. I was expecting to see yeah. him go on IR, unless something else has come up that we don't know about. But how do you? How do you think? With very possibly two of their 
two of their wide receivers being out. Money's still not 100. percent How is that? Uh, how is Coach Delzell able to to get this team, you know, get this ship righted and, and get them back on the winning streak? I mean, is this league suspension really a league suspension, or are they using it so that he can go on a two week IR and they can bring someone else in for next week's game? It's hard to say. I, I don't know if that's legal for what they do with transactions, but anything's possible. You mean like, we, a he- like a healthy scratch. Exactly, so speak, like a healthy so scratch. Speak, yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, they definitely do need to fix a, a thing or two to get this team back on track. It's very unlike Philadelphia to lose three games in a row. Mm-hmm. And, and be under 500. And be under, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And by the way, the Shane Boy thing, we're going to talk about it in, in our in our DraftKings segment, but Shane Boyd just seems to be doing the up, down, up, down. But then again, so are some other quarterbacks, and that's what made me stray away from a couple quarterbacks this past week. But uh, one thing we did not mention, and we kind of laughed at before the beginning of the show, John, was that uh, for the first time in, in team history, this is the farthest along, farthest, this is the quote-unquote latest in the season that the uh, Washington Valor have been above 500. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, they... This is a different team. They've already matched their franchise high for wins in a season, and we're only only at week we're only at week five. Um, the, the team, had, I mean, obviously they won they won the championship, and it thinks things changed with the coaches and stuff like that. But um, I still think getting Arvell when they did has really made a made a huge impact for, and the, obviously the switch over to Coach Benji, but and Doug McNeil and Doug McNeil for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for what we were hearing for him to say, I want to play in the Arena League and not play in the CFL. Interesting, interesting. Maybe maybe didn't feel he was going to get his fair a fair shake in the CFL because we know you got to earn your way Possible. on. Possible, yeah. So uh, don't forget that we are on social media. There are multiple places where you can find us. Um, if you head over to uh, all of our social accounts, which is either Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can all find us at slash Arena Fan. Uh, if you want to listen to any of the historical shows for AFL tonight, you can listen to it up to the last three over on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash arena fan. Or if you want to listen to at least up to the last 50 shows, you can head over to um, you can head over to Google Play Music, head over to uh, Apple Podcasts or to Spotify. Uh, did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Uh, by the way, just uh, I'm going to mention this to you now. I said before that we were trying to get Mark Lewis. He did reach out uh, during the show, um, and he said, uh, "Let's we'll schedule something for uh, another week, and he'll be more than happy to join us." Great, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, I, I got I got some happy things to say about DraftKings this week. <laughs> I won. <laughs> yeah, you did. I thought, but by what was funny, you pointed this out. Our scores were for the for, through the first two games. I were you confident that you were going to win, or were you th- did you think that because based on who was playing in, in the Sunday game that you possibly were going to be screwed? So I knew there was no way I was going to take first place based off what you just said. You how, I, by the way, you by the way, you and I going back and forth all game long. All game long, it was back and forth between us two. I wish I could have checked. I was. Yeah, I know you're busy. Yeah, Yeah, I was busy, busy, but, but yeah, no, we were very close. Uh, You finished in first place with 180 points, and I finished in second with just under 175. Mm -hmm. And those were just for the uh, Saturday games. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was very, very surprised. I'm trying to go back and check here. His history view. Here we go. Um. Yeah, uh, and that's funny, by the way, John, is 180 is not even my high for the year. <laughs> nice. It's not even my high. I, th- I thought I was screwed. I really thought I was, was going to be screwed. Um, but it was, anyway, hey, it was nice to win. Get, get the first one out of my belt. Maybe the only, one I'm, maybe the only win I'm going to get this year. But a lot of us, and this is one thing that we forgot to mention, too, um, was there were certain players that really kind of, dinged us and once in particular for me and i wanted to ask your opinion on this one because i didn't ask you originally during the uh while we were talking about the 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 games what was your thought on reggie gray getting ejected because that i had him as my as my sneaky sneaky uh, guy this week but just based off the amount that i paid for him uh he got me 0.9 points (laughs) 
but he also got ejected. What was your thought on that? Because uh, I have a feeling that the the Academy Award Association is going to be uh, handing out an, an award very, very, uh, very soon to the uh, uh, to to their uh, to their kicker. I I must have missed missed that. I think I looked away while I was watching the game. <laughs> I didn't know he got ejected. He got ejected. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's it was, too bad. It was and it was on. I think it was on. A, it was on a return. Um, I'm trying try, try to remember which quarter. I have to go back and check see when he was ejected. But uh, and he he pushed the the ref. Uh, sorry, he pushed the the kicker in the, uh. in the face mask, and it looked like he em- embellished a little bit. Just a touch. <laughs> but isn't it always the case, though? They always catch the second person. But I'm very... And again, we talked about this before. Was it deserving of an ejection? Because I'd have to... Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at it again trust to me, you, give you, you an honest it, answer. If you saw it, you, you, I think you'd say no. Okay. Because we've seen worse this season. We've seen a ton worse. For yeah, guys, we, we definitely have. For guys getting ejected. So that that was one of the my my biggest my biggest things. I was by the way, I what really was my saving grace and the reason why between you and me why we we're going back and forth. You know, we basically you and I basically had the same player. I mean, the only the same players except uh, I think you had you had Nelson. I didn't have, did I have Nelson this week. I did, yeah, I had Arvel Nelson. Who are we had a few different players, but it's where we we put in our captain positions that made the huge difference. I mean, you were able to to get uh, Kendrick Ings, you know, you got 46.6 points from him. Was it 46 or 48? I got 48. Yeah, 48.6, and you got uh, 43.8 from Malachi. Uh, For Doug McNeil, you got 25 for his two touchdowns. But for me, luckily, I had Kendrick Ings in my captain spot. And that yeah, got, that got you an extra twenty-five points. Yeah, that got me. Yeah, that got that's that's where it was right there. I and that's it. that saved you on your Reggie Gray situation. Mm-hmm. Actually, getting a touchdown before he went out, Stoshak getting his touch, uh, getting his uh, reception yeah. and receiving yards. At least it got me ten. So not bad, not bad. Yeah. And and Ben not yeah, being ben with us. Ha- yeah, ben got hammered, didn't he? No, he only ended up eighth. Ben he ended, ended up in eighth with one hundred and forty. Yeah. I'm very surprised. I mean, the the guys who know DraftKings and the one the, the the dude has been basically dominating the Arena Fan League all year. He had a very mediocre week. Yeah, the last two weeks. Uh, well, you did, you didn't have a good week last week. No, did I you? did not. No, this is my be- this is my best. Yeah, this is. I'm trying to check here. I have to go back to the. I'm noticing a trend here with me though. What's that? Okay, we've got out of the last five weeks. Forty seven Mayhew. 47 Mayhew's been the one. 47 Mayhew. And Longy. Longy, 79-56. Those are the ones that have three wins and two wins. Week week one, I finished in fourth. Week two, I finished in third. Week three, I totally dropped off and finished in tenth. But week four, I got first, and this week I got second. So I'm actually doing quite well. Yeah, you are. You're averaging better than I am. Your average score is uh, you're at 167. I'm at I'm at 149. Okay, and I'm only up there because I have a win. There so, you go. And I I don't have one week over 200 yet. Oh yeah, the week I had uh, over 240 really helped. By the way, which is funny because 47 Mayhew, he's never scored over uh, 200 points yet either, and he has three wins. We did have a couple slow weeks at the beginning of the season in terms of scoring. Mm-hmm. Now with this week, and we don't we don't uh, we didn't get it from from Ben. I know he is going to do it, but we weren't able to get what he he had as his as his team. Um, so prices for some went up slight. Some came down. I think they came down from Gar- didn't they, didn't Gar- uh, Gara's price come down slightly? Slightly, yep. Um, but still, the highest price player, if you have him as your captain, is Arvell Nelson at, at fifteen fifteen thousand nine hundred, and Gara's at uh, fifteen six. The next after that is uh, Kendrick Ings went up. He's now third overall. Well, no surprise. I actually noticed that in the long term over the last five weeks. He is one of the better performing receivers mm-hmm. consistently. Yes. He went from he went from uh he was 6600 last week uh in a non uh, captain capacity he's at 9200. Oh my god. Well, with the first uh, uh week or two of this 2500. Yeah, first week or two of the season he was like our sneak play. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, are, is it with the prices that these players are going in now? Is it harder to really get a good lineup without having to get one of those cheapy, cheapy players that you're I finding? Don't, with, uh, you know, I'm. Le- we'll lead into our our rosters here, but 
I think that I'm understanding it in terms of roster construction and who you should be picking for and what you should be paying, especially for your captain. Yeah. Uh, and it's been working for me. Yeah. So I think that there's a science behind it, just like there is in any fantasy sport. No, I think really, if you want to have one there, you need to have a uh, have a player that will that you can. If you want a high price player, uh, one that we, you know that will get you points, I think you need to probably max out at about twelve k in order to get an, a, a good look at at a lot of other people, a lot of other good players that you want in your lineup. But I'm still questioning what I've chosen so far, just based off what I've chosen. But let's let's start with that. Um, who do you have as your uh, your captain this week? Doug McNeil. I thought about going that way too, but I looked at his stats and I just wasn't, I wasn't convinced yet. I want another. Well, go ahead. I'm, I'm convinced because his first week back really was not his first week back. And this, this last week in Columbus, he, you know, he had the scores, but this, the game in Columbus overall was just not a very good example of what Washington and what Doug McNeil can do. I mean, it's true. Only He's only $4,800, so I mean... Yeah, so I just think for the value, I'm putting him in my captain spot, and it, it, should, it should pay off. It's, it's, yeah, I'm looking at his, at, his, at his stats here. I mean, it's, it, it is a interesting. I, now, for me, and I, I'm wondering, I'm just hoping this isn't going to come back and bite me in the butt. I had, I had gone between a couple of players... Um, and I ended up going, would you believe, just based off of, uh, off of matchup this week and where I, I thought I could get out, I actually put Shane Boyd as my captain. It could be risky, Tim. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, he cost me uh, 11700 being in the captain spot, but I, 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 I don't know. I just, I know I need another quarterback and I'll mention some other things in a minute here, but um what's i know i dude i know i'm I'm going back and forth with, with that pick already <laughs> uh who's the rest of your team the rest of my team i've got from highest to lowest arvell nelson i think this is the sixth week in a row that he's in my lineup and it's it's an it's a no-brainer the points are almost guaranteed i've got malachi jones again darius prince once again lamarck brown and Quentin Sims. Damn! Wow, and it all—it's all because of the price that you you paid at your uh, at your captain spot, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So I was able to, I was able to pick some number one and number two receivers because of putting in McNeil in my uh, captain spot. How much money do you have left? Four hundred. Okay. For me, after Shane Boyd, I had to go. I I think you always need to go with at least two quarterbacks. So I actually went. I felt with with the better choice is with Tommy Grady. Um, he caught, he cost me only 10 grand. Uh, I went with Malachi, so I'm doing the double stack there. I went with also with Darius Prince. (laughs) Then this is where it got, got tricky for me. I I had somebody else. I think I had Ings, but then I didn't really have enough money for anybody else. I went with Brandon Collins because he's really become the number one next to, uh, uh, I guess the next, the, the one a to Joe Hills, but Joe Hills, the way he's going with so far with his, with his streaks so far, I mean, yes, Hills is only good for, it's funny, only good for, quote unquote, you know, one touchdown a week. It seems that, uh, you know, they, they maybe they'll forget about Collins because Collins has done pretty good over the past couple of weeks. He has, and I think Hills is overvalued. I do too. And then I had to pick somebody else, and I had another, I had another fullback in here, but I said, no, I got to choose somebody, so I chose Adrian Ferns. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get much there out of that one. I don't really think I do. I am gonna get much out of that one, but I got three hundred bucks left. Okay, guys, I just try. I couldn't know if I want. I could have gone with Reggie Gray again, but Reggie, I think Reggie went up a little bit. Oh, and the reason why I didn't go with Grant Russell. Look at look at how he's passed over the over the games that he started. He's been up, down, up, down, and he's on track to have another down week. Absolutely, especially they're on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just far as stats wise, that that's that's. Because he go he, first uh, first game started he was two eleven then one seventy two two eighty one uh, well maybe he's actually maybe I should make a change <laughs> two eighty one to one seventy three and I guess maybe he's due for an up but well I think his up would net you around twenty five to thirty fantasy points yeah 
But Looking right, at his past performance. Yeah, right, because right now with what I got, I mean, my highest player average is Malachi Jones at the 37.8, and then the next is Tommy Grady at 34.4. I mean, Guerra, I don't know. I, I think Guerra, he's good, but I, I think it's just too rich. How You were able to work in Ings. That was amazing, by the way. Well, I mean, it, I it mean, worked out for you, Russell, too. Russell would only be 6,800, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, could I? That's the thing. I, I don't know if it's go with quarterbacks or if I go with the, that's tough. And, I, and you don't want to really max out on all games. But I'm looking at it here. I have at least two players per game, and they're all different games. Yeah, I'm a little stacked heavy on the Washington Albany game, but mm-hmm. uh, that's very likely going to be a high scoring game. I'm I'm thinking. I don't I, see. That's the thing. I don't know. You look. You look at what Columbus did last week, but then again, look at Albany and and their uh, and their their defense. So I don't know, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I got to watch. The only thing I really had have to watch, because I, originally I had in there, I did have, uh, who did I put in Quentin Sims. I know he's currently questionable. I didn't, what was he on, on today's uh, practice roster? Oh, no, I had Outlaw in there. I wasn't sure about Outlaw, because Outlaw would only have been 5,400, but I, his he's questionable, but we don't know what his his status is. So, and I didn't want to go too heavy on the, a game. I didn't want to go three players in one game. I could have chosen Quentin Sims, but. And then maybe, then maybe I could have brought in uh, Baltimore's. Uh, I could have brought in Rory Nixon for twenty four hundred. Are they really worth that though? Has that been working out for you? Continuing with the fullback strategy? I haven't. No, I haven't. I, I didn't have. Oh, okay. I didn't have a fullback last week. It's just a matter of I'm trying to move stuff around where I'm able to have enough money. I, I, sometimes that you have to choose what you choose. I I, I particularly what was going with Rory Nixon on purpose because other than uh, he actually, if you look at Rory's stats. He has the most rushing touchdowns for the fullbacks this year. Okay. Ferns doesn't. I get it. But, I mean, I had to choose somebody. It's not like you want to get something. I don't know. I mean, really, the only person that we know that rushes the most is, obviously, is Arvell. But you got to work him in. Sure. Uh, if you want to join our league, just let us know. Send me an email at tim.capper at arenafen.com, and I will uh, send you the invite. You can still join us, even though we're going to be six weeks in, or already five weeks in. Just come and join. Uh, maybe you can knock all knock all of us off and uh, teach us all a lesson. So, um, uh, Ben, get your get your picks in, dude. <laughs> uh, games this week. Uh, it is going to be a. I was I was hoping to be able to get out to a game this weekend, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to. Um, but so I will be at home, uh, probably doing double duty: one with TV, one with the the, the laptop for the for one of these two games. Uh, but the first game of the day, uh, well, the first one is Baltimore heading to Atlantic City. The game will be on sports, uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus and NBC Sports Washington Plus. Um, this is a rematch of a very nasty game two weeks ago. Bad blood all over the place. It's back again in Atlantic City. Um, Baltimore is coming in at 3-2. Uh, Atlantic City is two and three. They're trying to get back on the winning winning ways for uh, back at home. Uh, what's your What's your thought on this game here, John? I think this could be another game full of bad blood. Um, I I don't know. You know, Atlantic City's got something to prove. They just just lost that game at home against Albany, mm-hmm. and they've already beat Baltimore once this season. Which could I help. Think, yeah, which could help as yeah. far as the head to head goes. Yeah. Exactly. If they could do it a second time, that would be huge for their playoff contention coming coming down towards the end of the season. And I would really love to see an expansion team make the playoffs. Yeah, I would too. I so, would too. That'd be fun. Um, this this game will be this will be game will be interesting. Um, you know, we uh, Atlantic City has blown some leads. I mean, they blew the the fourteen point lead at the beginning of the year. But as I said this game was. This game last time on the 18th was just it was just so much bad blood and how it ended and um, I, I'm just I, I'm curious to see uh, when it comes to when it comes to these you see I mean uh, I said Baltimore's at three and two just coming off of that uh, of that big win uh, versus Philadelphia um, I honestly think that Atlantic City is a better team than Philadelphia. Um, just by, I think the team's just playing a heck of a lot better, even though they are two and three. Um, Massey has, um, has it Baltimore favored by two and a half points. Um, but I'm, I think I'm just, I'm going to actually give the edge to, to Atlantic City in this one. 
Um, I, I think that uh, I, I think Hippard's more consistent. I think at the quarterback situation, and uh, but I think it'll be a very close game down to the end. What about you? Yeah, Hippard is more consistent, and Atlantic City is a better overall team than Philadelphia and and even Baltimore, especially with all of the experience you've got at head coach mm-hmm. quarterback quarterback the defensive line uh some of the receivers yeah i i think that i'm gonna give the advantage to atlantic city on this game um uh, the second game of the of the day and this will be a very interesting test for the albany fan base because i think if i remember correctly this is the earliest game that they've ever played a game uh 330 is going to be the washington valor's return to albany things for the uh second time in three weeks uh four weeks three weeks or four weeks that they are that they're showing up to albany i'm trying to remember here may 4th um yeah yeah may may 4th so it's the yeah since their road trip yeah, so it's their road since their road trip. So uh, the first they're, they're back for the first time in four weeks. Um, this is a this could easily be a preview of the, so one of the series within the playoffs. Wherever these two teams finish, but the games, by the way, is going to be on uh, uh, NBC Sports Washington and my four in Albany. Um, Washington comes off basically of a gift. I'm sorry. I understand it was, a, it was an amazing walk-off to win this game versus versus uh, Columbus, but the game was given to them. Um, but uh, Albany's coming in at 5-0. and um, you know, The last team to, to go 5-0, and I think, was uh, Philadelphia back in 2017, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, And the funny thing is, is that, you know, even though Albany won by 11 points, I still think that they, that they pretty well dominated. Um What's what's your what's your thought on this on this matchup? I think that they've dominated Washington for the entire series of these teams. I think Washington's going to have trouble winning this game after this performance in Columbus last week. Um, continuing to be on the road isn't isn't good, and I think that since Washington knocked Albany out of the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. I think that this unfinished business is going to continue. Could very easily see Albany get the win here at home again by more more than just one score. Oh, wow. Massey has... Uh, b- 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 where is this game? Massey has Albany favored by nine and a half. Um, but then again, we will obviously see more once uh, we get the uh, the actual lines that come out from DraftKings on Thursday. Um I think Albany will continue this streak. Um, I think I'm. I think that Albany is going to use try to use a, a lot of what um, of what Columbus did last week. Uh, they're going to look at that uh, that game game footage quite you know very intently and very closely to see what Columbus was able to do in order to stop uh, and limit. I mean, if you if you limit Arvell Nelson, you're going to you know you're going to get this win point blank. And and unfortunately, it was two plays really that uh, that 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 helped uh, Washington win the game last week, in my opinion. So um, I, I do think I think Albany is going to win this game also, and I, I I also too think it'll be I think it'll be more than more than one score. I think maybe ten points, maybe ten points if not more. Sure. Uh, last game of the week will be the seven o'clock game. It is the Columbus Destroyers, own five Columbus Destroyers, heading to the two and three Philadelphia. So the game will be on on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And will be on the CW in Columbus. Um, again, as I mentioned, uh, you know both these two teams are coming here on on long losing streaks. Um, it's the first ever meeting between these. Uh, excuse me, I am wrong. I am wrong. Hold on a second. As this franchise, it is the first time that these two teams are, are have have met. Uh, hold on a second. Let's see if I can find what. That's one thing I wish that we had. Con- and we, we're trying to work on this, by the way, uh, when it comes to. Um, merging the Columbus profile, merging the of oh, the destroyers of old. Yeah, the destroyers of old because they are using the same. You know, they are using the stats, right? Yeah, they are using the same stats. Uh, it is the eleventh meeting overall between these two franchises. Um, Philip, the home team overall, is the primary team. Uh, so, who did I put as the primary team? Uh, Philadelphia leads the all-time series six to four. 
It's the first time that these two teams have met, John, since the first time since week 12 of 2008. Wow. Yeah. Uh, home team is 5-5, five and five, so there really doesn't seem to be any, <laughs> you know, no, no help there. But um, what... Uh, I, I guess we can go with both questions here. What does Columbus have to do to, to win? And uh, well, what does Columbus have to do not to lose? And what does Philadelphia do to have to, to, to be able to win? I guess that's the best way of asking this question. That's a good question because right now both these teams can't seem to answer that question themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think Columbus could win if they play the same game that they played against Albany a few weeks ago right. when we were there. Yep. And Philadelphia is is weak right now. I mean, losing three in a three in a row, they could easily lose four in a row. And on their right now, their wide receiver court really is up in the air. Yeah, it's banged up. And I mean, we saw Fabian Guerra score six touchdowns on his own, and that's an it's it, it is enough to win a game. Not yeah. that game, but nope. a yep. game. Yep. a game. So I, I don't know. I think I think it could be could be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia won just because the soul do the soul. <laughs> <laughs> they do soul things. So I don't want to see Columbus go 0-6. I, I do hope they win, but I, I think Philadelphia is going to win this game. I, I think, I, I think again, I think it, it may be a heartbreaker for, for Columbus. I think Philadelphia will probably eke this one out also. Uh, Massey currently has uh, Philadelphia favored by 12 and, a, 12 and a half points. I don't know when that was set, but I know that's based off of their stats and stuff. I think it'll be a little bit lower once the the, the, the actual lines do come out. Because um, as I said, these two teams are hurting. Um, so we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to, to see. Um, we'll have to see what I said, whatever the lines are. But I, again, just like you, I want to see Columbus win. But I, I think somehow, even even with a depleted wide receiving core, I think Philadelphia will probably eke this one out too. So, uh, and let uh, okay, fine, finally, and we didn't. I didn't mention this earlier. Um, we've been talking about this. Uh, it seems to be infinitum for the year, and I was able to do some stat more more. I hope would it be truer stats when it came to this type of uh, went to this topic, John. Um, you know, we've mentioned already that uh, scoring is down. Uh, we had our lowest scoring game of the year, and I have to go back and see when the last time we've had a score that low uh, in the Arena Football League. Um, but, um, you know, when you go week to week, you know, week versus week uh, from uh, 2018 to 2019, John, um, scoring is 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 down. Scoring is down drastically. Um, trying to bring up what I wrote you. Trying to. I think. Yeah, there was like roughly a ten point differential. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's eleven actually. It's it's close to eleven. Um, let me I've see. got it. You got it. Okay, what was it? So points per game through week five in twenty eighteen ninety two point nine, and in twenty nineteen eighty one point two. Yeah. So it's it's down drastically. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, it just doesn't seem. I, I have a feeling the, the you know the Albany game. The, Albany seems to know how to score. Uh, Columbus, I I don't know what's happening. Um, you know we want to see an increase. It would be nice, but I mean with just the way the averages are going right now, John, I just don't see that happening. I mean, you got a fifty-six point game. Nobody likes. A, a, I'm sorry. I, I like the NFL and all, but I don't like to see an NFL type of scoring game in the AFL. It it just it's. It's boring. I'm sorry. It's boring. So, please, something, anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, me, I, the type of game I saw in Atlantic City this last weekend is at least the type of game I want to see every week in the AFL. Here, by the way, May 4th last year, Baltimore beats Philadelphia 31 21. 52 points scored in that game. Well, we haven't, we haven't beat that yet this year. Nope. Came close last last week. Yeah, fifty six. Fifty six. Yep. It came close. So we just again, uh, we're going to see what the league does in the off season to make if the if they do make modifications. Um, our hope is is that we obviously with this week that the refs know when to call the thirty to, to acknowledge the thirty second timing rules, 
And please brush up on your on your rule on the rule book when it comes to if a touchdown that rolls along the sideboards in the end zone and, and is picked up when when it's not touched, he has a touchdown. Saltiest week so far, I think. A little bit. A little bit. So, uh, anything else, sir? No. What are, What are you up to this weekend? Um, uh, I am actually. I said I wanted to go to, uh, to Albany, but it looks like it, it's fallen through for the game. Um, still in the thick, thick of things, obviously for the CFL preseason. So I'm heading, probably going to head out to camp. Uh, head out to camp uh, on s- uh, Sunday, and okay. and I got enough. I have another. I have a, actually I have a. I think I have an interview set up for another pod that I happen to do. So with one cool. of our, with one of our quarterbacks. Nice. I'll be going to Atlantic City again on Saturday, and I think I'm meet up with Harrison Brown, one nice. of our writers. Yes. Yeah. So I'll see him. Uh, and then try and get a chance to catch up on the other games on on Sunday. Yeah, it's it, it's again, it's it should be either way. I think it's gonna be a fun game no matter what. I think it's just a matter of um, it, it would be nice to see just to get back to the norm. But, it, you know, it's, uh, you know, hope springs eternal. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Um, again, we're going to try to work on it. I said uh, to you before that we're going to try to get Mark uh, back on the show to hear about his career. Uh, talk about this dueling football thing. This needs to be a weekly thing. Come on, let's get this on YouTube. Hey, dude, perfect can do it. So can, so can our kickers. So exactly. I love this thing. I love this type of thing. So, um, so Ben will be back next week. Um, but uh, we wish you guys all the best and uh, enjoy the week six action of the arena football league so for everybody here at afl tonight for john stark i'm tim capper watch the rebound off the net